0: Hello, and welcome to the Gospel Everyday podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what he has done. I'm Kyle Costello, and I will be your host for today. Well, today we move from envy, which we've been looking at the last three days, to pride. And we're going to look at specifically what the Bible says about pride in Proverbs chapter 30. Listen to this. It says, There are those who curse their fathers and do not bless their mothers. Those who are pure in their own eyes and yet are not cleansed of their filth. Those whose eyes are ever so haughty, whose glances are so disdainful. Those whose teeth are swords and those whose jaws are set with knives to devour the poor from the earth and the needy from among mankind. Well, we've been looking at this podcast over the last few weeks at uh, the seven deadly sins, right? And, and the Bible doesn't name them the seven deadly sins, but, but theologians and pastors for, for so long now have looked at these specific sins in the Bible and talked about how they lead to death and lead us away from God. And pride is, um, man, it's a mountain of sin. And what I want to do today is talk about the ways that the Kellers, Tim and Kathy, in the book kind of break it down. Because I think at times we can look at pride and we can see it sometimes in its ugliness, but in other times we, we, we don't get it. In fact, because of our own pride, we can even want to be willfully blind from it. They break it down in four different ways. The first one is this. They say, first, pride makes us hate authority. That's an interesting thing to bring up because in our world, often we, we celebrate people who rail against authority. But what we realize is that although sometimes authority figures, um, man, they, they use it to, uh, to abuse others, that the original authority figure, God, he was anything but unworthy of our trust. Think about it. Before we walked away from God, before we rebelled against God, all he had done was be generous with us, loving with us, kind with us. He made an incredible world and then he gave it to us. Guys, that's how good God is. See, but pride. Pride is when we start to think we're somebody we're not. We start to think that we're capable of something that we aren't capable of. I see this with my eight-year-old and my four-year-old and I love my boys, and I'm so grateful they're my boys. But there are these moments, there's these days, and each one of them have them, and where you can just see uh, their pride kind of, you know, puffing them up. We've had them lately where one of them will say, like, you haven't even helped me at all today. You know, they'll be having a hard day, and maybe it'll end in tears, and they'll lash out at me or their mom and say, like, all day long you've been against me. And to a point, maybe we've um, had to discipline them that day or correct them that day. But in reality, uh, if you look at what have, has happened throughout the day, the, the, the facts would bear something different. They got a place to sleep and a warm bed and toys from their mom and their dad. They got food to eat, a school to attend, uh, friends to be with because their mom and their dad helped that make that happen. See, but what happens with pride is it is it blinds us. It cuts us off from being able to see um, how authority can, can bless us and can serve us, it can help us mature and grow to feel safe, to feel known. And what can happen is if we don't deal with truth, if we don't make an honest assessment of... Um, of authority, and whether it is actually um, hurting us or helping us, then what we do is we feel like we have to perpetuate a story. And that's what the Kellers point to next, that pride blinds us to our flaws. It makes us the least self-aware people on the planet. We can only look at our positives. We don't look at our negatives. And then we have to keep that story going 24-7. So if it starts out in a relationship with our parents or with our boss at work, then then we can't let the truth creep into our relationships at home or relationships with our friends. We have to keep the story going where we never actually deal with the true realities of our strengths and our weaknesses. And it starts to distort everything. Distort how we think about ourselves. Distort how we relate to one another and distort absolutely how we think about God. Each one of these steps that the Kellers bring up is like this um, next step into a deeper swimming pool, so to speak. See, we we start out um, by hating authority, and then in order to uh, not have to deal with whether we should or shouldn't hate authority, we get blinded to our flaws and we lack self-awareness. And then in order to keep that story going, we, we become disdainful to people who may challenge us in our lack of self-awareness. We become disdainful towards a God who would challenge us in our lack of self-awareness. Finally, it moves us to not just be disdainful, but what the Kellers point out is it moves us to be ruthless. It moves us to be unkind, unkind toward those who would think differently than us or who would be in a different station in life than us because we think that our goal at the end of the day is to preserve our self. That is the opposite message of our God who would actually show us that he becomes the most powerful, that he becomes the most redemptive, that he becomes the most graceful when he's willing to die for us See, if ever there were a people who um, who should have received the deepest punishment, the most severe punishment, it should be us. But our God took on what should have been our sentence on himself. And in Christ, in his lack of pride, we get what he deserved, being sons and daughters of God, and he gets what we deserve death the cross see pride is not just somebody thinking they're a little better than somebody else pride sets us down a path where we are in complete rebellion against who God is and how he's created to be in created us to be in relationship with one another do you have a problem asking for forgiveness from someone do you have a problem telling them they're right you have a problem confessing maybe areas you've been prideful or areas that you have been wrong, one of the things the Kellers ask in the reading is, how does your pride distort your relationships? I'm just going to say this, right? If you say it doesn't, then then I think you should go back and read today over again. <laughs> because if the Bible shows us anything, it shows us that pride is always creeping into every one of us. And there are probably elements in each relationship we have where pride has a grip and we don't really even know it yet. Think through the different ways that the Kellers define pride. If you feel yourself kind of raging against authority, ask yourself why. If you feel yourself unwilling to admit your own flaws, ask yourself why. If you find yourself becoming disdainful or even ruthless or unjust towards others, Folks, ask yourself why. Jesus doesn't ask us to um, be our own Savior. He doesn't say that we need to be perfect before Him. He says He comes to heal the sick. Today, if in any way pride has a grip on your heart, you can give that to Him. You won't be shamed. You won't be mocked. You'll be forgiven. You'll be loved. As you ponder that question, how does pride distort your relationships? one of the ways you can know Jesus more, trust him more, is by going to those people that maybe God brings to mind and confessing that pride, asking for forgiveness, and asking Jesus to lead you into a new way of relating to others. I know this is heavy, but know the God who who carries the burdens of the world, man, he can carry this heavy burden for you, and he'll be with you. Let me pray. God, thank you again Thank you for leading us into these tough discussions on sin. When it comes to pride, would we be willing to give you um, everything that is on our shoulders, everything that is weighing down our minds? And we know and trust, Lord, you don't mock us. You don't reject us. God, you forgive us, you love us, and you free us. Father, let us trust you today. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day.